with us in God's house. And um, we had a wonderful wedding yesterday and appreciate everyone that come out to support Sister Kaylee and Brother Caleb and uh, to wish them well. And I tell you what, I make a motion that every wedding in the future be at the Hudson's house. I think that's a great, that's one of the best ideas I've had in a long time. And uh, it just made it so nice that when I got through, I could just get in my car and drive on and not worry about cleaning up or anything else. And so we had a great time. And then next week, next week, we're going to be at the Hudson Bash. And um, we're looking forward to that, praying that God will give us some good more uh, good weather again next weekend. And boy, isn't it beautiful today. Amen. And isn't it beautiful today? There you go. There you go. We complain about all the nasty days and we forget to thank God for the good days. But uh, it is such a beautiful day. And uh, we're looking forward to that next Saturday. Don't that start at 3 o'clock? Is that correct? 3 o'clock next Saturday. So remember that. And uh, the rest of them will be here in a few moments. And then I can go over the the, uh, announcements again. Also, Brother Stephen Jones from uh, Roatan will be here with us Wednesday night and uh, be here preaching, so be faithful to the house of God. Looking forward to that. He's never been here before, and uh, I met him a few years back, and I've been over there to the work that he is doing there in Roatan, and uh, very impressive and looking forward to them being with us again. And I want to remind you that it is almost turkey season, and uh, this is the fall turkey season. Uh, There is a spring turkey season, but thank God we don't cook in the spring turkey season, but this is a fall turkey season. And the turkeys were supposed to be in last this past Thursday, but did not make it. And uh, so they rescheduled them for Monday. So uh, our our plan is to start cooking turkeys Thursday morning, the good Lord willing. And so all of those who can help us, we much appreciate the help. And so remember that. I want to encourage you all to sell them. We've got a 1,000 that's already on the way. And uh, so we need to get rid of the turkeys. So be working to sell those. Uh, Sister Beverly is not here now, but uh, she will be back shortly and i guess she has the tickets or whatever but just write it down keep up with it uh, keep up with the money and turn it in and uh, please collect all the money in advance if you possibly can and uh, so that makes it easier on all of us so remember that let's be selling let's be working and uh, we appreciate this this is a great fundraiser for the church and uh, again we thank uh, billy dan pv uh, for donating all the turkeys and all these boxes out here that you see. And uh, if you haven't bought a thousand turkeys lately, that's a pretty good price. And uh, <clears throat> so we uh, do appreciate that very much. So that is pretty much all profit goes into the church and helps us to do some of the things that we do around here for is upkeep and remodeling. And all of that. So we're thankful for that. So remember uh, <clears throat> that, and we appreciate all the ones that's helped us in the past cooking them, and we're looking forward to you being back again helping us.
in the future this year. And we're waiting. Uh, hopefully, Brother Atkins will be here with us. He's uh, hung up over in Nederland, but we're trying to get him to turn loose over there and come to Silsby. And uh, we'll be here with us till the end of the year and uh, looking forward to that. So remember those announcements. <clears throat> and uh, I was looking back here a while ago, and they jumped up and run out with little Cooper. And because he was just he was just praising God because God has answered a couple of prayers for him. He needed a touch from the Lord, and the Lord did that and gave his daddy a new job. And uh, so we're thankful for that. <clears throat> prayer still works, and God still answers prayer. Amen. Now, I don't know what all you people done here in the center section this past week, but whatever you've done, you call everybody that normally sits there and apologize to them, or they'll show back up in church. And uh, But anyway, let's, uh, let's remember to pray for Sister Baker. Uh, she is doing better, but still needs a touch from the Lord. And uh, let's ask God to touch her. Brother Cooper's already mentioned Sister Lisa Costner's dad passed away, and needs, uh, that family needs a touch from God. Sister McIntyre has been sick, and uh, let's ask God to give her a touch from heaven. We miss her being able to be in the house of the Lord. Also, my Aunt Mary, which is Brother Blakely, uh, that has been here multiple times, it's his mother. A couple of weeks ago, she had a stroke and uh, is not doing good at all. And so let's ask God to move in that situation. It's uh, very bad and uh, it's um, a troublesome time for her and that family. So let's ask God to touch them. And all the needs that we have, we still have so much to be thankful for today. Amen. That God is still a miracle worker, that God is still a healer, that God is still a deliverer, that God has blessed us today with health and strength to be in His house. You say, well, I'm not healthy, but we're healthy enough to be in the house of God. And uh, I tell you what, it's, it's, just, it's just wonderful to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's so great to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And it's so wonderful to be able to come together with God's wonderful people and to worship, to magnify and to lift up His wonderful name because we can never lift it high enough. We can never give Him enough praise. We can never give Him enough glory and enough honor for all that He has done because no matter what goes on in our life, God's still a good God. Amen. No matter what kind of struggles we have, living for God still a good life to live. I'm glad I have an opportunity to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. God is so good. Past This past weekend, we had such a wonderful time in the Lord with the Tantons being with us and the wonderful Word of God and wonderful singing and then just an, uh, a wonderful service Sunday night shouting and praising God glorifying God, and then Wednesday night, them coming back and singing. Amen. There's nothing like good gospel singing. Amen. Anointed singing, people that love God and serve God. There's nothing that can take a place of that. And that is part of who we are, and that is part of what we are. That helps us win victories. Amen. That helps us overcome. If you have your Bibles today, let's turn to John chapter Number three, John chapter number three, 
And uh, I'm going to read verses 16, uh, 16 and 17. These are very, very familiar passages of Scripture here. And uh, I want to read it in our hearing. Most of us could quote this. And uh, John 3 and 16. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God to help us today. God, we need Your help. We need Your anointing. We need Your leading and guiding and directing hand. I pray, dear Lord, that You would anoint me to preach Your Word this morning. Anoint me to obey You to the fullest. I pray, dear God, that You would anoint us to hear, to receive, and to respond to Your Word, and to be a doer of the Word. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Amen. While we're all standing, let's remain standing and uh, let's sing this song together. I asked Sister Stephanie to sing this song for us this morning. This is an old familiar song that's kind of been on my mind. And uh, let's let's sing this unto the Lord together. The love of God is more to me than all this world could ever be. It reaches down from the throne of glory and sets the lawless sinner free. The love of God is more to me than all this world could ever be. It reaches down from the throne of glory and sets the vilest sinner free. It giveth comfort to those in sorrow. It bringeth peace to a troubled soul. The love of Jesus Goes in the byways to seek the sin sick and make them whole. The love of God is more to me than all this world could ever be. It reaches down from the throne of glory. The love of Jesus to me is greater 
reaches deeper than any sin stain. It reaches higher than heaven's throne. The love of God is more to me than all this world could ever be. It reaches down from Hallelujah, let's all sing it together this morning. Come on, lift up your voice and sing unto the Lord. Then all this world could ever be. It reaches down from the throne of glory and sets the vilest sinner free. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank God for His love today. God, we praise You. Come on, lift up your voice unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 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 I praise You. I praise You, God. Thank You for Your love. Thank You for Your mercy. Thank You for Your grace. Thank You, Savior. I believe that He deserves far more praise than what we have given Him right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, you are good to us, God. You are good to us, God. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. That song has kind of been on my mind since I've been thinking about preaching this this morning and talking about these things. I want to talk to you just for... A few moments today about the love of God. And uh, I think if we're not very careful, we allow this subject to go into one of the areas of the least talked about areas that we would talk or preach about. When we think about it, the love of God is the greatest thing. That He has ever shown to us in mankind. Because without His love, there would have never been a Calvary. Amen. Love is a, or Calvary is a picture of what the love of God really is. I think today that the very makeup of God is love. For God so loved the world. And uh, if we're not very careful, we allow uh, false religion and we allow liberals to take away the love of God from us because we fail to mention it because it would throw us into a category of not believing in the seriousness and the dedication that we must have toward God. But when we look at, at God in the very beginning of, of the creation of the world, that God created this universe that we live in here, in, in today, I don't think that it was a big bang. I don't think that things just collided out of nothing and created something. 
because we know that things that are left on their own, sometimes it's more chaos than it is order. And so God created the world. And when He created the world, He created the animals and He placed them in the world, but still there was something lacking. There was something that was incomplete. And uh, although these things He spoke into existence by His power and by His will, but when it comes to making man, the Bible tells us that God formed man out of the dust of the ground. He formed man in His own image, in His likeness. And so it makes me understand and know that there is a world of difference between humanity and the animal kingdom. Now, we live in a liberalized society that likes to put uh, all of these things on the same playing field, and, and a lot of them like to put uh, the animal kingdom above humanity, but that's not what our God did. And uh, the reason why I know this is there is no other animal that's created in the image of God and in His likeness. And then there is no other animal that God breathed into them the breath of life. And man became a living soul. I, I look today at the love that God has toward humanity. It was His, it was His prize creation. It was the greatest of the great. And uh, you look at all the majestic things that God created across this world and, and the things that we have been able to experience and been able to see. And uh, there is some beautiful sights as you look at the mountains of the Rockies or the great, great Teton Mountains or you look at the Smoky Mountains or you look at the Pacific Ocean and the beachfronts in California and uh, Oregon and all of these states and and you look at all the beauty, the beautiful pine trees that's here in southeast Texas. And uh, we was driving up around Woodville yesterday. And the beauty that God has created. You know, sometimes we see the same thing over and over again. And we forget just how good and how beautiful that we have it. And such a beautiful day and the, the hills and and uh, the trees, the wooded areas, and and you don't you don't really pay much attention to that until you get out into um, uh, South Texas and you get out into the plains of of Kansas and uh, uh, southern part of Colorado, and you understand there's a lot of open spaces when you don't have many pine trees around. But but the beauty, everything that God created has its own beauty and its own thing to look at and be in awe and struck by the beauty of the things that God has created. But nothing, nothing takes on the beauty and the majesty that God created when He created mankind. And although I believe that God loves His creation because he looked back and and uh, he stepped away from what he had created and he said, it is good. 
But there was something special about mankind. And there has been something special about mankind. You don't, you don't find that God came strolling through the garden in the evening time to spend time with the animal kingdom. But you do find that God came in the cool of the day to spend time with His prized creation, which was mankind. And the devil always, he's always trying to find something to separate us from the love and the presence of God. And so the devil thought that he had a great plan and he had a great tactic and he had a great scheme that he'd come up with. And he started to entice uh, mankind with the fruit of the forbidden tree. And we find that when mankind... Uh, took of that fruit and Eve took and she ate and she gave to Adam and he took and he ate of that forbidden fruit that sin entered into the world. Everything changed. Sin always separates us from God. It has since the very beginning of time and it does even at this present time. Sin always separates us from God. And so the devil had mankind where he wanted them, so to speak. He had stopped the communication line. He had put a divide between God and His prized creation. But can I tell you that the fall of man did not catch God by surprise. Because, you see, God is a spirit. And God said, let us make man in our own image. God already had a plan in in working for the redemption of man. The devil cannot come up with a scheme that would surprise or surprise God. Amen. Because God is always ahead of the adversary. And can I stop for a moment and tell you today that no matter what comes in your life, no matter what you see coming around the corner or what you don't see coming around the corner, it will never surprise God. And it will never put God in a position in your life that God don't know what to do. And God don't know how to do. And God don't know how to work it out. Amen. I can tell you today that no matter what problem, no matter what trouble, no matter what heartache, God has already got a way of escape. Amen. Amen. So God already had a plan. In the working, God already had a plan in His mind, the very thought of God. Amen. And so God killed an animal. And blood, the first blood was shed. And the animal was for a covering. The skins of the animal was for a covering. Look at this. This is what I want you to notice. God never stopped. Loving mankind. Sin did not stop God from loving mankind. Sin separated God from man. There was a divide there. There had to be blood shed there. But sin did not stop 
God from loving man. One, one man says it like this. God's love is like the ocean. You can see where it begins, but you can never see where it ends. Amen. God loves you so much that He went to Calvary and He gave His life for us while we were yet sinners. God is love. The Bible said that He came to seek and to save. The Bible said that God so loved the world. Amen. God created man. His prized creation in His own image. The devil tells us that God cannot help us when we fall and when we fail and when we make a mistake. Amen. The devil comes against us with our failures always throwing them up in our face, telling us of our shortcomings, telling us of our yesterdays, telling us of our last weeks, telling us of the times that we stumbled and the times that we was less than what we expected out of ourselves. But I come to remind you today that no matter what you have done, no matter where you have been, no matter what has happened in your life, there is still a God in heaven that still loves you, that still cares about you, that's still concerned about you. And He's got you on His mind today to remind you, I love you. Amen. Amen. The devil, the Bible said that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. The devil's always trying to accuse us. And sometimes he falsely accuses us. But sometimes he's just telling the truth about us. Sometimes he's going to God, telling us, telling God about the mistakes and telling God about the failures and telling God about the shortcomings. Can you imagine the smile that must have been on the adversary's face when he fed the fruit? To, the, to Eve and to Adam and God come looking for him. And the devil said, hey, God, I got to tell you, I tricked them. I fooled them. They have fallen into sin. Amen. But God did not stop looking for Adam. And God did not stop looking for Eve. And God did not walk away from them. But God said there's going to be bloodshed that I can cover up your sins. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can't stay where you're at. But I want to tell you, there is a redemption plan in the progress. Amen. God's got a plan for us today. I'm thankful for the love of God. I'm thankful for the mercy of God. I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful for the blood that was shed on Calvary's hill. Amen. 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 Now with that said, it's easy to believe that God loves our neighbor. It's easy to believe that God loves our fellow Christian. 
It's easy to believe that God would love the one sitting on the next uh, pew closest to us. It's easy to believe that God cares and God's love is so strong for someone else. Amen. But the devil has a tendency and the devil has a great ability to convince us that God does not love us. Amen. That God would turn us off after one mistake and one fault and one failure. Amen. But I come to remind you today that God does love your neighbor. And God does love the one on the other side of the church. And God does love the one sitting next to you. But I come to tell you again today that God doesn't only love them, but God loves you. Amen. Some of you need to get a new revelation of how much God really loves you. Yes, in your failures. Yes, in your shortcomings. Yes, in your mistakes. God still loves you. Amen. Amen. This society that we live in, it seems that it is the common status or the common thought process that people feel unloved. And unappreciated. How many parents ever felt unappreciated? Amen. How many children has ever felt unloved? Amen. There is something. I know you're scared to raise your hand, but you know you have. Amen. Unloved by the teacher. Unloved by the preacher. Unloved by your neighbor. Unloved by your friends. I just don't have any friends. Don't anybody like me. Don't anybody care about me. Amen. And so there is a thought process and a spirit. And I believe also, I was talking a a few months, a few weeks ago about the Deceptiveness and spirits, amen, seducing spirits. And this is a spirit in the world, amen, today that children that have been abused and neglected and sexually mistreated, they think somehow it's their fault and no one ever loves them and no one ever cares for them. But I come to tell you today, if you've been abused, if you've been mistreated, I come to tell you about a God that still loves you, that still cares about you, that's still concerned about you. He don't care about your past. He's concerned about your future. He don't care what the devil has told you, but he's got a message for you today. I love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some have been told By the leaders, people that you would respect, that you are no good and you will never amount to anything. Some, it is sad to say, 
But some of you in here has been misused and mistreated and neglected by your very own parents that told you what you could and could not do. Some, the teachers in the school, may have given up on you and said you'll never learn. You have learning disabilities and there is no way for you to ever find a way out. Amen. But I come to tell you today, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to those who tell you you can't and no one cares and no one understands and no one loves you. I come to tell you today about Jesus Christ. Amen. And Him crucified. That He said, I love you this much. I'm going to allow them to stretch me wide and nail nail my hands and my feet to an old rugged cross because I love you. Amen. 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 The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. What you need to do today, somebody needs to get out of the hole that you have fallen into. You need to dig out of the pit that the devil has laid for you. You need to get away from the trap that the devil has said to you that you're worthless, that you're no good, that you'll never accomplish, that you'll never be anything. Amen. God's got a new way. God's got a new light. God's got new help. God's got new love. God's got new mercy. The Bible said that His mercy is every day. Every day I get up and I find new mercy. Oh, forget about yesterday and think about tomorrow. Forget about the past and think about what God can do in the future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Apostle Peter. Amen. Simon Peter. It was like Simon Peter had a dual personality. Amen. One time he was Simon and one time he was Peter. One time he was Simon the rugged fisherman. Another time he was Peter the apostle that Jesus Christ had called and ordained to preach the greatest message on the day of Pentecost. Amen. But he seemed like he was on a teeter-totter or a seesaw one time up and one time down. But what I find interesting about Peter is Peter never quit. Neither did Jesus ever quit loving Peter. Oh, even though there might have been greater. Amen. Even though John referred to himself when you're reading the book of John. Amen. The disciple that Jesus loved. Amen. I think Peter referred to himself as I don't understand how Jesus can love me. Amen. That's the way I feel sometimes. Amen. With my ups and my downs and my faults and my failures and my shortcomings and my miscues. I don't know how Jesus could ever love me. Amen. But I know this. When the devil tells me he don't love me, the devil's the biggest liar that was ever created. My Savior loves me. My Jesus cares about me. My Jesus is concerned about me. My Jesus will not leave me nor forsake me. 
Hallelujah. 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 I know the song was not written back then. Amen. But I know probably that Peter had made up his own song about this. Amen. Amen. The love of God means more to me than all this world could ever mean. Amen. It reaches down from the throne of glory and it has the power to set a wretched and a sin-sick sinner soul free. I want to tell you when the devil says there is no hope there is hope in the blood amen when the devil says it's all over I come to tell you it's just about to begin the devil's a liar the devil's a liar the devil's a liar God loves you hallelujah hallelujah Amen. We find the great Apostle Peter at the Last Supper eating with Jesus. And Jesus said, all of you will forsake me. And Peter said, no, Lord, I'm ready to go with you all the way, all the way, even unto death. Jesus looked at Peter and he said, well, Peter, before the old rooster crows, You're going to deny me not once, twice, but you're going to deny me three times. I'm sure that offended Peter. I'm sure from that moment Peter kept in the back of his mind. I'm going to prove to Jesus this one time how much I really love Him and how much I really want to serve Him and how crazy I am about what He has done for me. Amen. How many times have we left the church Amen. after having a good pray through and we left the church and said this week's going to be different than last week, devil. I'm going to prove to you, devil, that I love the Lord. And Lord, I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to serve you the rest of my days and I will never fall and I will never make a mistake. Amen. But by middle week, humanity starts to take place and we start to struggle and the devil starts to tempt and there's a war that's going on. Amen. I don't believe that you should sin a little bit every day, but I do believe that with every sin and every temptation, God has already made a way of escape that when I fall rejoice not against me oh mine enemies for when I fall I shall arise why because when I fall he loves me when I'm on the mountaintop he loves me when I'm going through the valley he loves me when I'm doing good he loves me when I'm not doing good he still loves me Hallelujah. How many thankful for the love of God today? Oh, how many thankful for the love of God today? If it was not for the love of God, 
we would all be consumed of our sins and our transgressions. I'm thankful for the love of God. I think somebody right now ought to just stand up and thank God for His love and for His mercy and for His grace and for His long-suffering. Come on, somebody lift your voice unto the Lord. Somebody shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Somebody give God praise right now. Somebody give God praise right now. Thank you that you love me. Oh, I don't ever want to take it for granted. I don't want to ever get to the place where I feel like it's something that I deserve. But it's God's love and God's grace and God's mercy that's kept me this far. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Peter leaves that meeting to go with Jesus Christ to the Garden of Gethsemane. And they start to pray. And while they're praying, he gets sleepy with the rest of the disciples. The other three that no doubt was in earshot of Jesus' voice crying out in the garden of Gethsemane. And he falls asleep and Jesus comes and wakes them up. And then Jesus comes back and he says, sleep on because the time is at hand. And the angry mob comes and we find that Peter was so zealous and so excited about showing his loyalty to Jesus that he took his sword and he cut off one of the servants of the high priest's ear. Jesus reached down and he puts the ear back on the man's head and says, Peter, put up your sword. And then they go on and the Bible said that they carried Jesus away. And when they carried him away, the rest of the disciples followed him from afar off. And when they was following him from afar off, the Bible says that Peter was warming himself by the fire in the midst of an unbelieving crowd. And he began to be questioned by those that was around him saying, that's one of them. And he said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And he began his part of denying Christ, not once, not twice, but three times. Immediately upon the third time, there was a ringing in Peter's ear that forever gripped his attention. Do you think that one moment every time for the rest of his life, that every time he heard a rooster crow, that the devil did not bring up the failure that he had committed, the sin, the transgression of denying Christ. What Peter done was just as evil as what Judas did. Amen. But we find that when he heard that rooster crow in his ear, that Peter remembered the words of Jesus. And Jesus, the Bible said in one interpretation of the account, says that Jesus turned and looked at Peter. Amen. I don't 
think for one moment that Peter felt the condemning power of Jesus Christ. I felt, I do, do believe that he felt the convicting power of Jesus Christ. There's a difference between being condemned and being convicted by the power of God. That there was something that touched his heart when he looked into the eyes of Christ. Amen. And hell is screaming, it's over, Peter. You have went too far. You've crossed the line. You will never get back. God's never going to use you. Your hopes, your dreams are history. There's no way of getting back again. Amen. But there was something in the eyes of Christ saying, Peter, you don't know how much I really love you. Amen. I come to talk to somebody this morning. You might have had a bad week. You might have had a bad month. You might be having a bad year. But I come to remind you that He still loves you. Amen. He is still here for you today. He's still reaching out to you. He still is calling you. He still has a work for you. He has not forsaken you. Quit listening to the devil. Quit listening to the adversary. Quit listening to the roar of hell in your rearview mirror. And look to the future of serving God. Because he loves you. He finds himself a place to repent. We do not have a lot of record of what happened from that hour for the next few days. But we do find that one place records that when they had met with Jesus, He told them He was going to meet with His disciples. He said, this is what I want you to do. Go tell the disciples. And Peter. That I'm going to meet them. I want you to make sure that you know This makes me feel that there might have been a little tension amongst the disciples that was left. Are we going to include Peter or are we going to exclude Peter? See, we all think that so many times that Jesus, and I've always preached this, that Jesus done it just for Peter's benefit. But he could have done it for the disciples' benefit also that had this spirit about them where this man, this man failed Christ. This man denied Christ. Is he one of us or is he one of them? But Jesus settled all the playing field when he said, I want to tell my disciples and you go tell Peter also. Peter, you're still one of mine. Peter, you're still one of mine. Amen. I come to tell somebody today that the devil has done wrote you off. And the devil says there is no hope. And the devil says it cannot happen. And the devil says that you are history. That God no longer loves you. Amen. I come to remind you, you're still one of His. You're still one of His. You're still one of His. I'm one of His. You're one of His. You're one of His. You need to get made up in your mind. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. me. 
I still love you, Peter. I know you've done something bad. I know you've done something bad. And if we're not very careful, we as Christians have all been guilty. That we start cutting people off and we start drawing lines. And I think there is a time that we must separate ourselves. But we must do it in the fear and the operation of God. And not with our own spirit and our own selfish desires. Because so many times we forget who we were yesterday. And we start to write off somebody like Peter. And Jesus has not written them off yet. And Jesus has not thrown them away yet. And Jesus has not cast them out yet. Amen. I want to tell you the house of God is a house for sinners. Oh, that's kind of quiet. The house of God is a house for backsliders. The house of God is a house for hypocrites. The house of God is a place that we all come because we all know that we have faults and we all know that we have failures and we all know that we have shortcomings. Amen. I'm reminded that the woman that was brought to Jesus caught in the very act of adultery and they cast her at Jesus' feet and said, Now Moses and the law says that this woman is to be stoned. Amen. But I'm not sure what Jesus might have wrote in the dirt, but he might have wrote the name of the guy that she was with at that particular time that was possibly in the mob ready to kill her. Amen. Or maybe he just wrote down some of their past sins and reminded them, hey buddy, you're not so squeaky clean yourself. Excuse me. Amen. You're not so pure and holy and righteous. Amen. But I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. We've all just sinners saved by the grace and the mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. We all have attitudes. Sometimes our attitudes are bad. Sometimes our attitudes are good. Sometimes our attitudes are kind of in between. But we all have attitudes. But I'm glad that God is so merciful. As they come get ready to sing. If you would just, just if you feel like it, if you could just sing that same song again. When I fall and hell's ringing in my ears. And the devil is screaming, you're a failure. I just start singing the love of God means more to me than all this world could ever be. Because it reaches down from the throne of glory and sets the captive sinner free. The love of God means more to me. Look at Romans chapter 8 and verse number 37. 
through 39, the Bible says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. It's talking about all the struggles of life. And it says that we are more than conquerors. How? How? Through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us. What does it say? From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing the devil throws at me will be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I come to tell somebody today, quit letting the devil lie to you. Quit letting the devil mess with your mind. Quit letting the devil torment your spirit. To say your yesterdays will declare what your future will be. My yesterdays don't determine who I am or what I am or what I will be. Jesus Christ holds that in His hand. And He come to tell me today He still loves me. And He still loves you. 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 I'm thankful for it that He loves me. I'm thankful that He don't just love you, but He loves me. I'm thankful that He don't just love somebody else, but He loves me. I'm thankful that He went to Calvary, not for just the whole world, but He went there for me. And He loves me that much. He's going to hold me. And He's going to help me. And He's going to strengthen me. And He's going to lead me. And He's going to guide me. As we all stand this morning, I'd like everybody right now just to lift your hands toward heaven. And I want you to reach out to God today. And I want somebody just to give Him praise because He loves you. 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 you. Instead of making your way out of the building, why don't you make your way to the front of the building and say, God, I want to thank You because You love me. I know I'm struggling. I know I've got problems. I know, Lord, that things are not like I want them to be, God. But I'm so thankful that You still love me. I'm so thankful that You still care about me. I'm so thankful that You still know my name. I'm so thankful, God, that You still show mercy toward me. I'm so thankful, God, that You're not willing to cast me away, but You're willing to pick me up and You're willing to help me and you're willing to strengthen me and you're willing to keep me close to you God hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah
Oh uh-huh. 